Genre. We solemnly swear we're up to no good. Welcome back, everybody, to Harry Potter Minute, the fan podcast where we overanalyze the Harry Potter movies one magical minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. I'm Victoria Laguna. And today we're talking about Minute 113 of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Minute 113 starts with Harry saying, This is about the Philosopher's Stone! And it ends with Snape telling the kids to be careful. Um... So Harry, Harry immediately, the very first, like, two seconds of this minute, um, continues. Yesterday he said that, that Dumbledore's gone, this is important. He says, this is about the Philosopher's Stone. And then we cut to McGonagall's face and there's a music cue here that I really like. And I wrote it down. Cause it goes, bum, 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 bum. It's like a really intense, like, something big is about to come or like something's mm-hmm. happening. We've heard this cue before. I went through the movie, uh, looking for it. And I might have missed a couple, but we hear it right before Vault 100, uh, Vault 713 opens. And then we also hear it pretty quietly on the third floor corridor right before we open the door to Fluffy. And then I think we're going to hear it again later after Harry goes through the final, uh, after Harry leaves, uh, for the final task, like right before he meets Coral. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we'll hear it again in later movies. This is definitely John Williams sort of like, something is being revealed here music. Um, but in this case, this is Harry revealing something to, to, to McGonagall. And it's kind of ga- dawning on McGonagall that, oh, these kids have definitely been like looking into this and sort of digging at this problem for a while. It's interesting that McGonagall doesn't seem to be aware of the fact that these kids are on the trail. Maybe she's just acting like, uh, plan dumb. You think so? I think she definitely, this is very convincingly like, how did you know? Like, I don't think she was aware of the fact that the kids at least yeah. even knew that the Sorcerer's Stone, like that, that they knew that the thing they were looking for was the Sorcerer's Stone. They might have been aware that like, these kids are spending a lot of time in the library and they definitely seem to be like, may, I don't know, I don't know. I guess it depends on how much influence the tasks inside the chamber really have. Uh, geared toward each of the students. Mm-hmm. Does McGonagall, is one of the traps hers? No, I don't think so. Because she teaches transfiguration. You don't, There's nothing in there that you have to change something into something else. Mm, I assume maybe she, like, was responsible for the... No, the charm of the key flying is probably Flitwick. And the potions... The devil snares. Yeah. And the potions are Snape. And the Oh, she transfigured the chess pieces. Ah, uh, for them to move like to be a bit larger or whatever. Yeah, I think that she had something to do with the chess pieces. Okay. Um I don't know. I don't know, maybe she wasn't aware of how far on the trail they the kids right. were. Maybe they're ahead of schedule. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dumbledore <laughs> left. He didn't think that the kids were gonna go after the thing tonight. Right. Not true, here we go. More things from the book that aren't in the movie. Um Harry leaves the cloak behind after 
the after Norbert gets picked up by Charlie and the gang, and then they get detention. So the the cloak is gone. Harry doesn't have the yeah, cloak. He le- he le- he left it. So there on the balcony this night, the same night that Harry's about to like make the decision, we have to go through the trap yeah, door. Yeah. Um, he gets the cloak again as a package, and this time it says just in case. Yeah. So so Dumbledore is like. Oh my god, kid, like, here again. This is for you to do something with. Like, don't just leave it lying <laughs> around. Like, <laughs> I have, I have something, I have something big to say about that later this week. Okay. This cloak. This cloak. Um. So she asks, like, how did you know about that? Harry's like, someone's trying to steal it! Doesn't answer her question. Um. And she's like, well, I can assure you it's very well protected. And then kind of sends them on their way. Uh, so, so, so McGonagall was no help. Not really. Which is a bummer. So Dumbledore's gone. They can't go to McGonagall. They didn't say anything about Snape to McGonagall. No. But she's like, it's well protected. Do you think that she decides to go, are, are, do you think this would mean that the teachers are on guard now? Or are, are like alerted, like, I mean, if I was her, I would definitely, like, stop and be like, mm, Should we take another precaution? There's, we should check or do something about what they're saying. She probably, she's, so what she does is she sends a letter to Dumbledore. Right. Right? And then he's to fly home. Like, oh, this what's going on. Okay, let me catch the next flight out of London. Right, like, uh. Departs in 35 minutes. Take the red eye. Yeah. <laughs> Do they run eye flights from? I, I feel like that would be a really short flight, London to, like where Hogwarts is in Scotland. Probably be like under I mean, an hour. There's flights from here to LA, which sounds ridiculous. Under an hour, but it happens it's so quick. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I don't know. I like. I love Dumbledore on a plane. <laughs> he's just he's he wants a window seat. You think so? Yeah, yeah I think so too. Yeah. So shoot him to the dormitory, and then we cut again. Uh, this time we cut to them, like, in the hallway. And, uh, they're visibly kind of shaken. Um, what are we going to do now kind of deal. Look at how small they are compared to these older boys going by. Yeah, we see older classmates. And, uh, and they're, like, head and shoulders above Harry, Ron, and Hermione. So tall compared to them. They're so tiny. No, they're so tiny. So cute. (laughs) So, so Harry's like, that was no stranger that Hagrid met. It was Snape. (laughs) And in the background already, Snape. Yes, because Snape's voice isn't distinctive enough for Hagrid to recognize, even though he's been working alongside the man for years. Okay. Maybe Snape's really good at impressions. Or voices. God, with a voice like that, it'd be even hard to do other voices. Like, (laughs) Could Alan Rickman do other voices? The only time I ever heard him do anything... That sounded like not like his voice. He had to like suck in helium. Oh, like his voice is just so deep that I feel like he wasn't able to do that. I've never heard him do impressions of anybody in interviews. You know, because celebrities yeah. do interviews uh, when they do interviews, they do impressions of like their cast members or blah mm-hmm. blah blah. And I feel like people have Alan Rickman impressions, and they would do that talking about working with him somewhere sure. else, but he wouldn't He's do not one doing of other people. people. Interesting, because I don't think he could. Oh, because again, when you have a voice like that. I feel like it would be difficult. That's like, okay. that's like, was Orson Welles able to do voices? Could you use magic to change your voice? That I do think. 
You could, well, you can make it louder because we see sonorous, sonorous being yeah. used. So I don't know if you could do something that actually change it completely. I don't know. I I feel like that's not outside the realms of possibility. Right. We've never seen it happen, but it doesn't mean that. Yeah, it can. It seems plausible. So I don't know. I don't either. But I like the Snape's in the background. This is a great shot because like Harry, look, here's Harry there. doing the Snape thing, Snape. like with his hands. With his hands. It was it's Snape, Snape. literally. <laughs> and in the background, between <laughs> Harry and Ron, is Snape, and I love it so much. It's so great. He knows, it's like you're talking about me over there. You're talking about me over you're there. Talking about me. Up and there. so, so Snape comes uh, sauntering over. Saunters. Um. Uh, her, so <laughs> they're 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 convinced. Yeah, they're convinced that that Snape now knows how to get past Fluffy. And Hermione says, "With Dumbledore gone," and the Snape goes, "Good afternoon." Like just yeah. interrupts him, and they're like, <gasps> "They go, oh no, we just <laughs> snuck up behind us." Like not really. If you were like outside of your little like huddle, and like you would have seen him coming. Him. He was coming like a mile away. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, I like Snape a lot in this scene. <laughs> it's really fun. He's so. uh <laughs> The pauses he takes when he says, oh, just the, just the way, like, <laughs> like, it's funny because, because the way that Alan Rickman, the way that Alan Rickman moves, it's like his eyes move and then his, and head, then his turns. head moves. And so it, it's like two motions. It kind of like pulls itself. It's, it's so, um, I don't know. It's composed. It's very, like everything has a step. Mm-hmm. You know, like do this. It's then all this, deliberate. Then this. Yes, exactly. Like he doesn't move without, purpose. Mm -hmm. What would three young Gryffindors be doing inside on a day like this? Basically, the opponent was like, it's a beautiful day outside. Why are you not outside, like, doing something? Mm -hmm. And then, and then Hermione, Hermione starts to, like, fabricate some, she tries to. Tries to. And, uh, this totally made me think of um, that moment in the in the uh, with the troll in the bathroom. Yeah, she's not lying as convincingly here. Yeah. So this time but. she doesn't have time. She doesn't really have time to say anything. But it's like obviously he knows he knows that she's lying, and he raises his eyebrows at her, and so she shuts up. And and immediately I'm like, oh, he must also know that she was lying before. Definitely. Definitely. Again. Again. <sighs> look at that face. Just look I, at her like, really? Like, really? Are you gonna try? Are you gonna try something? Are you try lying? Go ahead. Tell me. Tell me what you're doing. Go on. Go on. He knows. Oh, I love it so much. So, I have a big question. I'm gonna save for tomorrow. Okay. Um, concerning Snape knowing. Okay. But uh, I'm interested in this thought here that he's aware. Um, and he says, you ought to be careful. So here we go. So if he, okay, okay. So we only, we don't get the end of this line, but he says, you ought to be careful. People will think you're, and we have a long pause and we'll get the answer to what they're going to think. Is, is that, is a really good delivery? But he's telling them to be careful. And he knows what they're up to. Mm -hmm. It's like he's encouraging them. Yeah. In his way. In his way. He's like, I know what you're going to do. It's nothing, ma I mean, sure, his, like, again, I feel like his voice, like, there's a lot of things that he can't help, how he looks and how he sounds, and he yeah. looks and sounds malicious and, and sinister in a way, and he can't help that. But at the same time, it's like, in a way, like, he's exactly doing that. It's like, be, it's literally, he is telling them to be careful. Yeah. In a concerned way, not in a, 
ominous way, like, oh, you better be careful because, you know, like a, like a hidden, like a, like a hollow threat. Or a no, veiled it, it threat, feels rather. more like, it feels like, it, like in a spy movie, you've got people that are both undercover and they're not supposed to blow their cover. And so they're both kind of looking at each other like, I know you know. And it's just that passing, like, be careful. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. It's like an acknowledgement of the fact that, like, I know you're on a mission, and I'm not going to interfere with that. The only problem is, is that Harry's they don't not know. in on yeah, it. Yeah, he's not in on it. So if Harry was in on it, this would be wonderful. Yeah. Be like, ah. Thank you. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. All right. Thank you for the heads up. But no. Instead. <laughs> it breaks my heart. Instead, <laughs> he's trying to be like, hey, be careful. Like, someone is after the stone, and I know that you guys are going to go looking for it. And, like, keep your heads down. Kind yeah, of thing. Exactly. And uh, Harry's like, you trying to throw you, me off the you scent. You me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, cue, cue the You're Beavis. a bad guy. Cue, cue the Beavis moment. It's like, are you threatening me? <laughs> like, God, shut up. Uh, Friggin' Harry. Uh, okay. <laughs> I think that was it. I've, I, I wanna, I really wanna talk about the other half of this line tomorrow. Yeah. So excited. Yeah. Guys, come yes. back tomorrow. For a minute and in, uh, in 14, we are going to have a very special guest joining us. Uh, last week, if you tuned in last week for Monday and Tuesday, we had Kyle Crane from Pele Media, who does Jurassic Park Minute and Ghostbusters Minute. And so for the next couple minutes, Thursday and Friday of this week, we're going to have his brother Brady on, who does uh, Goonies Minute right now. Um, I was, I had the pleasure of doing a couple of minutes with them on their show, which was so much fun. So I'm thrilled that we're able to bring in the two of them uh, to come talk a little bit for our show. So join back tomorrow for, for, for those minutes with Brady and, uh, tomorrow and Friday for those minutes. And, uh, yeah, I think that's it. I don't have any other big plugs. You've heard all the plugs. Come back tomorrow. Minute 114. Sorcerer's, uh, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Mischief, Mischief managed. managed.